Savages, welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with me, Papa Leech, Jeff to the L. How we doing? We all right? We feeling good? We feeling vibesy? I certainly hope so. Um, I'm feeling good, despite having a very miserable day. Some sad things have happened today. We'll talk about that on the podcast, actually. Um, but I'm trying to be upbeat and and, and happy. And, and and the thing that makes me happiest of all is to create something for people. So they can enjoy it. And then that makes them happy. And it spreads around. And then that happiness comes back to me when you go, I really love the podcast. So I have some shout outs at the beginning of this podcast. First of all, brand new Patreon. It's only been like months, but we have a brand new Patreon. Thank you very much. James Casey, Ellipsis, you absolute legend. Thank you very much for becoming a brand new Patreon. If you haven't become a Patreon yet, please do it. Patreon.com forward slash Savage Snowflake. You can do as little as $1 a month. Support this podcast. Keep it going. Uh, Big shout out as well to Captain Cleanup, Patrick Douglas, Aaron Myers, Demo Motten, Lady JD, Miller Gendroff, and Aloysius as well. Other supporters over here of Jeff Leach and the Savage Snowflake podcast. And thank you very much, of course, to our sponsors. Over here we've got Manscaped.com, Refining the Gentleman. Are you a hirsute individual like me? You want to trim down the old body hair? Keep your downstairs areas nice and clean for your lady and whatnot, or your gentleman, or your lady and your gentleman, if you're enjoying that kind of a lifestyle. Good for you. Wish I was too. Can I come and watch? We're going off point now. The point is... What you do need is to go to manscaped.com, find yourself some of their products. You've got a lawnmower 2.0. It's got no nick skin safe technology. You will never cut your balls if you go with the direction of the hair. Take those motherfuckers down, get those smooth testicle sacks, a couple of marbles inside of a heaven's handkerchief. It's the nicest thing anyone's ever described testicles, I think. A couple of pearls inside of a heaven's handkerchief. Nailed it. And you want to too. So will your girlfriend when she sees the state of your clean, smooth, testicular areas. Manscaped.com. Use code SAVAGE. You get 20% off all of the orders. You're going to get yourself a free leather travel bag worth 50 bucks, And you're going to get free shipping on all orders. And Boundless Tech. I mean, what can I say about Boundless Tech? What can't I say about Boundless Tech? Everything. I'll say everything about them. They're incredible. They're amazing. They're providing vaping technology for you, me, and other smokers to enjoy a cleaner smoke without the carcinogens. The CO2 that you get when you burn up the flowers. You don't want to do that. Take your flower, stick it in one of their vapes, maybe the Terra, or maybe if, like me, you like to smoke dab or resin or anything like that, you can also use their Turt Pen. It's only 30 bucks right now. It's amazing. Super thin, fits in your pocket, sleek, loads of battery life, great design. Check them out. Boundless Tech, that's B-N-D-L-S tech.com, and use code SAVAGE for 25% off every single one of your orders. Joining me today is my friend, He's also a very talented actor, director, editor, producer, and even more than that, he's also a prolific online rapper. Facts. There you go. Henry Drayton, a.k.a. High Def the Chef. What's up, man? Oh, here you go, yeah. Thank you. Henry Drayton, how are you today? I've been out in a long time. <laughs> I'm great, man. Not, uh, I guess better than you. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we were talking about it. My yeah. grand died today. Well, last night, technically, or technically today, but you in got the England, info. it would have been last night. But you got the info today. I got the info a few hours ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, isn't it? Old so, people dying. So it was like a wake up dead situation. I mean, she didn't wake up and go, <gasps> I'm dead. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, she was found in bed. Uh, she was in the hospital. Oh, right. She right. was in a hospice, actually, okay, because yeah. she was yeah. dying. So you knew. We knew it was going to happen. And then... We just didn't know how long. And her body just really rapidly started shutting down over the last two days. Yeah. And then, um, and then you know, she did a more a normal routine, you know. So she like watched, you know, Rocky 1, Rocky 2, <laughs> spat on a copy of Rocky 3. <laughs> and then um, she watched, yeah, she watched Rocky the first four. two Godfathers back to back. Yeah. Um, she ordered some Chinese takeaway. Loves a bit of Chinese takeaway. She didn't eat it. She just wanted to smell in the room. Yeah. Jerked off a couple of times. Wow. Um, well, did the nurses just because you're 97 and a half doesn't mean right. that you don't and then um, and then she went out and fought criminals on the streets for a few hours bad bitch that's how she does it and then she came home and then she went to sleep and then she didn't wake up sorry to hear yeah I mean I'm more sorry that I've in the first five minutes of my podcast made a joke about the fact that my grandmother jerked yeah. off and fought crime before Ho- she died hopefully that's... your parents don't watch us do they but that you know of. they watch some of them yeah. I think it's okay. I'm a comedian. I make light of sad situations right. to try it's, and it's what we do. ease the pain. Yeah. You know, as a stand up. Yeah. Um 
but yeah, that's 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 kind of the point. But it's weird when something like that happens. Like, you, have you have you got any surviving grandparents, or are they all yeah, alive? Yeah. Um. So I've only I've witnessed two grandfathers die. Not witnessed, but you I've murdered been, them. Yeah, I've, I stabbed I them stared in into their their yeah. terrified eyes as my soulless, glazed over pupils dilated yeah. to like, almost the entirety of my iris as I strangled regular. the last breath of life yeah. out of them. And honestly, it felt nice. Did it? it felt really good. Would you want to kill a man? Just um, to imagine, if you could be told right now, you're allowed to kill someone. There'll be no repercussions. Um, but I, no I, legal. I get to choose. You can choose who you kill, and you get to strangle them to death, and there'll be no repercussions. I would kill Donald Trump for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that's the only person on this planet. Well, there would have to be someone doing something really yeah. bad. I might get the guy, Jeffrey was his chops. He just got found yeah, out yeah. to be a head of a, yeah. a massive pedophile yeah. ring, Jeffrey yeah. Epstein. I might go for him over Trump. Trump's a fucking lunatic. He's Probably. a piece of shit, 100%. But yeah. Jeffrey Epstein was literally ferrying small yeah. children to he get was, fucked yeah. on private jets. Yeah, I'd probably kill him too. Kill him. I mean, there's loads I'd, of people I'd like to kill. Uh, yeah. But would you actually get, put yourself in that situation? I know it's completely hypothetical. It's incredibly difficult to decide. I feel like today's episode, by the way, is going to be all surrounded by the themes Sponsored of... Sponsored by death. Death. Yeah. And life, though. We're going to talk right. about life as well. Yeah. But like, would you? do you think you could actually do it? Could you bring yourself to do it? Or would you go, you know what? I just feel like this is a wrong. This is, I'm besmirching I, my own conscience. I'd, I feel like... When it came down to it, if I had known it was a person who deserves to die, someone who's got done a lot of awful things in who's their to life, say who deserves to die? Though, I think it's a, I think it's a, you know, personal decision. Like if that person has done something that you know that there's proof that they've done something terrible, that's like unconscionable, and jail time wouldn't do the do it justice. You'll be there with the hands ready to grip. Sure. You've been doing a lot of rock climbing as well, haven't you? Yeah. I got so the grip. You got strength. super. Let me feel. No, go on, grab my wrist. <laughs> Ow. Wow, that's really strong. Look at those forearms. Can I just like, do that again? Dude, I have the weirdest those... forearm. I don't know if you can see it. I have like really strange. Oh, actually, I have quite muscular forms as well. I that, didn't realize. Look at that rock. Imagine that. Right all the way up inside of your colon, viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Deep in. Imagine that, all the way up to the elbow. Um, I actually started doing workouts at the gyms for my forearms because I realized if I was going to start building my body in a really spectacular way, the weird, I've seen guys in there with big biceps and stuff and their forearms, you naturally get some forearm muscle definition right. when you're lifting weights anyway, it's yeah. just general. But unless you specifically do some exercise for yeah. the forearms, you can actually end up with like kind of... Rock climbing is very good for the forearms. Really good. You tear it up. Good for gripping stuff. Yeah. Choking out, choking out granddads. Yeah. Granddads so wait, so you, you, you've had two dad, two granddads die. Yeah. So my my grandma's actually outlived three husbands. So I only knew the last one because the first one died in the war. Um, yeah, all right. Inverted yeah. commas. First one died in the war. <laughs> I behind the back of their house back in 1963. I don't think there I was even a shovel know. involved. I don't know how this. Second one died. That's really. She bad. killed him, man. Your grandmother's a fucking murderer. <laughs> Probably. What about if you found out your grandmother had been taking lives? Would you be able to take her life as revenge, as a, to avenge those deaths? Oof, that's a definite no. But really, me. but to those guys' families, they'll be like, "No, this bitch fucking killed it's our my dad. family too." At that point. Well, there you go. So be, you'd be arguing with like step cousins, step brother, well, step. Yeah. So step you're just making the point to me not doing more. Really, I don't know. You might have to be like, "Hey, listen." Susie, step step cousin Susie. She's like, she's like, I would love to have my dad. Please don't, yeah, she was like, I want my dad back, and you can take away your grandmother's life. And she's a horrendous. She's a murderer. She's killed multiple people. What are you gonna do? Do you go down? I don't think so, so you let someone else do it. Wow, bro. Oh, I never said I was that's dark. All those things, those, all, the, all those things your grandmother's done for you, and you can't even go down. No, yeah, that's the thing. She's done too much for me. Like a loyal I'm dog, you do, can't like I'm take her out back no. with a shotgun and talk to her for a while and give her a little stroke. No. But she did buy that kid, almost gave him rabies. So she needs, she needs a, she needs a little, you know, just one to the head. I definitely wouldn't be able to do a shotgun. That's like too. I could strangle maybe. Well, actually, a shotgun would be probably less, uh, less crazy than a you know then stra- would be less like heart wrenching than strangling someone to it death. depends like man. looking at them in the eye well looking someone in the eye and putting your your hands squeezing the life out of them 
I think would be both terrifying, emotionally upsetting, but also thrilling yeah. at the same time. Um, shooting some someone would be horrendous and so like so such a big flamboyant. It's, it's like there'll be a lot of mess. A shot comes to the yeah, fucking head. It's a mess. And it'd be gross and it'd be fucking harrowing. But you'd and also, I think that's you'd also when you really like, deal. The gun killed him, man, not me, dude. That's gun. when you deal with the thoughts. Is when you're cleaning up the body. <laughs> yeah, when you're fucking cleaning bits of granddad's skull yeah, off that, the side I think of you, your. You really start muzzle. to think about what you did when you see the brains and the skull. When you have to scoop grandma's fucking exactly. frontal lobe back and into throw it a, into some Tupperware because you were not prepared. <laughs> not prepared. <laughs> some glad Tupperware. Black bin bags, just yeah. fucking. Um, so okay, so you've had she's she's had three husbands. Yeah, and but my, your, both your grandparents are still alive. Your grandmothers, both my both grandmas, grandmas are still alive. Yeah, who's hotter? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely dad's side. Oh, really? Yeah, she's still kicking. She's still like playing tennis and killing it and walking the beach Shit, and how picking is she? up. Uh, she's she's got to be ninety five, ninety six. Oh fuck, now. man, that's like my grandmother yeah. was ninety seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty fucking old. She's still playing tennis at ninety five years old. Yeah. That's impressive, She's dude. She's fucking healthy. Yeah. What's her and, secret? Uh, I don't know. How do you live orange, the best life to hit that juice? hole? I don't know. She lives in Florida. <laughs> she goes around. Oh, old, she lives old in Florida. People. She's probably yeah. not even from this planet, bro. Like, let's be real. If she's from Florida. <laughs> no, she's not from Florida. She's like Who an old person. Who does she play person. tennis with? She moved, all old people move to Florida. Just an alligator from down the street. We like to play tennis together. Yeah. His name is Mr. Snappy. There's not quite a, a Florida <laughs> accent, though. Have you ever thought that maybe... Have you ever seen those videos of people on crack doing superhuman feats? Yeah, yeah. Like the jumping. Florida is where like the the basalt thing started. Oh yeah, but yeah. like jumping out of third floor windows and just getting up and running away. Yeah, when they should have broken every limb in their body, or getting hit by a car and just getting up and running off. Yeah, I've seen it. Like maybe your <laughs> grandmother, because that's very Floridian, isn't it? Crack. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of crazy drug takers there. So how about maybe your grandmother is she's 95, but she's running on fucking turbo fuel you know yeah. what i mean crack is her secret could you imagine if your grandmother one day just sits you down she's on a deathbed and she goes here's the secret henry henry give me your hand henry not both your hands just one hand i'm only an old lady <laughs> i can only hold one i can only hold one at a time unless you've taken my sweet sauce i just want to tell you you're gonna grow old and live a long life and you'll be like, thanks mamas you can answer actually thank you that's so nice of you why are you doing that strange voice? That's <laughs> not your I'm voice, just, Henry. This is how I talk to you. Talk to, oh, wow. It's so, so, it's so soft and you're kind. so sweet, I have to match your kindness. They always pat you. Have you noticed that? Old people pat you constantly. They're always patting you because they're not sure if you're still there. Yeah. They're for, like, fucking Alzheimer's kicks in. <laughs> Dementia. And they're like, oh, oh no, sure it is a person. Yeah. Can I eat this? No, it's a hand. It's okay. Okay, Henry, here's my secret. If you want to live long healthy life uh-huh. do you want to be as old as me and playing tennis and fucking sweet Puerto Rican boys on the beach okay I didn't know that part but okay that's why my teeth come in and out so easy <laughs> then you gotta take a sweet bit of this magic sauce I call it magic sauce like sriracha no or? it's not sriracha but oh. it's similar okay. it puts a little spice in your life oh, okay but it's it's called crackly cocaine Crackety deckety cocaine. Crack. Okay. Crack. Crack. You're talking about crack. Crack. Crack rocks. You want me to do crack. If you want to live all your life and have a good time, gotta do crack. Are you on crack right now? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go punch a hole in the wall now and then run through it. (laughs) You were supposed to be making a pie. (laughs) I'm making a pie. A pie of advice. With okay. a delicious feeling of knowledge <laughs> sprinkled in crack cocaine. Grandma, you're hurting my hand. Oh, time. sorry. Okay, sorry. I love you, Sean. Okay. Oh, and here's some crack right here's here. Some crack cocaine. <laughs> That'd be funny if it's like instead of grandma slipping you 20 bucks, like as she's saying bye, it's like 20 bucks. You had rich parents, man, rich grandparents. <laughs> When I used to go to my grandparents, we used to do that every weekend. We go, we do horse riding. Although I've just literally just undone my comment. I'm like, rich grandparents. When I used to go horse riding every Sunday, <laughs> and we were golfing and playing polo on the weekend. When we used to go to ballet and then the opera, we would always stop by Mama's. Yeah. No, when we used to go horse riding, my parents wanted to, you know, 
come out of their poverty backgrounds and go, we're middle class now. Look, our kids do horse riding and have tutors and blah, blah, blah. But like we went horse riding every Sunday and um, we go around to my grandparents. Yeah, I'm rich. I've ridden a horse twice. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, actually riding a horse is not actually that expensive, first of all. If, 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 if your parents don't spend money on fucking soda pop, you if can you, ride a yeah. horse every year. If you're not owning the horse, you're Oh, good. we're not owning the horse. Yeah. No, no. We're going to a riding school and like yeah, paying yeah. whatever it was, fucking 20, 20 bucks, 10 yeah, bucks yeah. to do the horse lesson. But still, it's a little bit highfalutin and it's, and it's, it's, a, it's a poncy thing to learn. And it's a bit of a middle class um, to upper class you're, you're thing to learn. You're backtracking. You're backtracking. Okay. So we, go to, <laughs> we used to go there. And when we leave, we go to my grandparents because they live around the corner. Mm-hmm. And we go around there and they make like, my grand would make a lovely Sunday roast. Lovely Sunday roast. I don't know why I say it like that, but it feels like it needs like an old British geezer. Come over for Nan's lovely Sunday roast. That's really good. That's one of the best British accents I've heard. Really? Since I've been out. Thank you. I mean it. Well, you lost it a bit now. When you got when you got too happy, you sorry, you, sorry, like, you lost your character. Yeah. But we go around for Nan's Sunday roast. Nice bit of roast potatoes. Love that. Caramelized onions. Fucking delicious. Parsnips roasted, obviously. Bit of peas. Some gravy. Stuffing. Turkey. Mince. Love it. Bit of roast beef. Bit of horseradish on yeah. there. Maybe some mustard. Mm. And then she, when we left, they'd give us a pound, one pound. That's like two bucks at that time. Yeah. And you were getting 20. So you should be 10 times richer no, than me I'm right now. I'm literally talking about like Christmas gifts. She would, <sighs> she would slip us $20 in with our gloves. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I think you got 20 bucks every time you went around there. And at Christmas, you got one of those little motorized cars. You're the kind of kid who got one of those motorized cars. Oh, yeah. Did you have one of those when Maybe. you were like a child? Sometimes they had the the remote string attached to it, though. I would, they, you would get it and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, remote control car," and then we'd have the cord attached. To the oh, that car. thing, really? Yeah. Oh, that's old school. Like I a, meant, it was like a I meant one of those cord. things you sit in where you can draw. Oh your no, no, car. no! Never had a power wheel. Is I that wish. what it's called, a power wheel? Yeah, I I threw a fit one time because I I wasn't a spoiled kid, but I would ask for all this shit. Okay. I would ask for the shit. I asked for like one of those Razor scooter pocket rocket things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and, and Grandma slipped you a twenty and said, "You were like, what is this bitch? And what is this shit?" Crunched out and threw it in her face. Take this and kick her in the gooch. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but she didn't but, feel it because the crack cocaine. Yeah, she was buzzing. Fucking buzzing. Um, but I remember one time I threw like a fit and I climbed a tree and hid in a tree for like two hours thinking that they would, that this would be a good, like, I remember doing this for whatever like reason. You were showing them who's boss. Yeah. I was like, I'm in a tree. Nothing I'm gonna gets get your message this, across but... better than hiding in a tree. Yeah. Look at most of the activists. Did you ever, environmental run, a, did you ever run away from home? Oh yeah. Yeah. Once I ran away from home and I went to, um, some kind of, it wasn't like a squat it was like a building that some people that were renting out but my, my my sister's one of my sister's friends from her year my sister's four years older than me this is when I was 16 one of her friends who was like 1920 who I'd always been in love with since I was a kid I always wanted to be with her I always wanted to hook up with her and I ran away from home and I went to her she I, I for some reason I knew one of the skateboarders who lived at the house and I blah 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 blah, blah and she was like you can come and stay over here if you want. It's fine. Yeah, so I spent like a long weekend when I was like 15, 16, which is, I mean, that's old enough to live on your own, you know, right, in a lot yeah. of places, in a lot of, but you know, I was still a, like a nice kid. It was like, weird to run away from home at 16 and go, fuck it, I'm gone then. Fine, right. I packed a bag. I'm never coming back. But I still have to go to school in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? High yeah. school. Yeah. But I um, took my shit and I went to this girl's house and 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 with all these skateboarders that I used to skate with and and got so fucked up doing like beer we were doing bucket bongs yeah you know you get a two liter bottle and then you yeah. like draw it out and then called a gravity bong here bro you get fucking next level fucked and then um and then that night i fucked her she was like you can stay in my room and i was like all right slip my hands around she's like oh, jeff we really should, come on like i'm your sister's friend i was like yeah and and i'm a skateboarder her. now i'm a skateboarder i was a skateboarder and i and i had sex with her and then I went home and I was fucking like so stoked about it. I was like, yeah, that was the best runaway ever. I did loads of drugs with people 10 years older than me. Yeah. And then I fucked this girl that, that I've always wanted to run. Yeah. And you were like, but, I'm um, running away every weekend. Every weekend. I used to do small runaways, like just three or four doors up to my buddy's house, my buddy yeah. Matt's house. Yeah. I mean, that's as far as I, I got like up the street, tried to fall asleep on the side of the road and was like, I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> it's too cold. I don't <laughs> yeah. like it. It's very weird, isn't it? Because it's like, it's... um. 
I feel like kids want to have their independence so badly. But then when you get older, you realize how much independence costs. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Fuck that. Yeah. bucks is nothing. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Grocery trip. So you've got, you got both grandparents still alive. Grandmother's still alive. Yeah. Do you have a good relationship with them? Not really. I don't talk to them. Please talk to them a bit more. I know. I know I'm in bad. that weird place where, you know, when someone dies, you go, see, oh, I, all the wasted see, time. I was, on this, them. I was on this tip, like, I was listening to a bunch of podcasts and it was like, you know, I regret when you're older and like, well, I'll talk to you. Mm-hmm. And then like, I called my grandma having these big expectations and then she was like, oh yeah, okay. And it was like a very brief conversation. I was Did like, you, but she was probably a little shocked the first time you reached out in that maybe, way. Maybe, yeah, maybe. And if you said like, hey. Grandma, can you tell me some stories from your life? Right, yeah. I guarantee. I, I definitely do that, and I do that anytime I go to see my parents now too. I'm like, I fucking need to learn more. I don't about know you. you like, yeah, yeah I need crazy. to know why I'm so fucked up. <laughs> you assholes. That's mine. That's mine. Yeah. Tell me what happened to you. What broke you that made you raise me like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why am I so fucked? Why am I so fucked up? Why am I gonna have to spend this amount of money on therapy? Please answer that for me. Um. Do you go to therapy? No, I don't. Oh, no, not of the traditional kind. Not like going to see a therapist. I, I find comedy therapeutic. Yeah, I also... No. Um, totally. I talk to people in a very open, honest way. I have a lot of self-applied therapy, a lot of reading and applying practices that I've learned over the Yeah, I mean, the, the first time we met, you were like, I'm a little depressed. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what that is? Is like, I didn't want to get to that place where... I was talking about this in a thing the other day. In, um, actually in a, a kind of sharing scenario with a group of people and I was talking about the fact that I realized only in small ways not not not, not in anything incredibly crucial you can drop things quick, quicker it's alright it's fine Be people quiet. like the background noise they like knowing that something's going on no. they like knowing that you have a drinking problem clearly <laughs> and have to like sit here and pound beers there's people having sex in that room right there I and wish they can't was. hear it I wish there was um, you really miss your girlfriend huh I really, it's been almost three weeks, dude. It's almost three weeks. And I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, I know. I'm like, my neck. I got tension in my the neck. The cum has come all the way up to your neck. I got tension in my neck. And by tension in my neck, I mean my dick yeah. is really, really, your really. Your semen has seeped its way into your spinal cord and it's Bro, now reached your brain. I'm a bit worried. It's going to be like that scene in Scream, you know, where he sticks the girl to the fucking ceiling. Yeah. That's a scary movie. So hard. Yeah. Oh, scary movie. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's a parody of Scream. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um. So yeah. So I um. I'm definitely missing her. We were talking about something. I guess I was talking about sharing and about the fact that I. It, I basically. <laughs> and I'm said, like, shut up. I said like, <laughs> you know, that's all right. That's normally me. Yeah. You've seen the episodes. Yeah. I have to struggle not to talk over people. But even that, again, these meetings have been good because I'm having to listen to people. Yeah. But um, in these like sharing situations, but I go to this thing and uh, it's been quite therapeutic. The guy. But what was the fucking point? The point was. What was the point? That you're a good sharer and you don't need nah, therapy. Nah. Oh yeah, that's that's like another area of therapy. Right. And talking to my friends, I find to be therapy. And this. One of my friends is a fucking social worker with kids in the Bronx and adults, and you know who take drugs and have you know homeless, drug addicted, violent crime surviving. You know, a lot of them sexual abuse surviving. Yeah. Kids and adults. So he's like very good at listening. With a kind ear, but then also coming back with worthwhile comments. Yeah. Have you looked at it from this way? Or, yeah. oh, that's interesting. And I validate what you're saying, but also have you considered this could be a way to deal with it? And also Things like that. putting your shit in perspective and being like, he's clever. I'm way more fucked up than you. He's clever as fuck. And he's good at talking to people and make them understand themselves. And that's what self-awareness, I mean, self-awareness is all, that's all part of that, isn't it? Just, I want to die so self-aware that I'm not like constantly miserable because I'm second-guessing myself, but that I lose any sense of bullshit. Right. So I can be completely truthful and honest in every way. And that's bringing it all the way back around to where we started this. When you ask me, how you doing, man? How, how are you today? Rather than just going, yeah, yeah good, man. Yeah. If I'm not, I'm just going to go, actually pretty fucking depressed today, but I'm happy I'm doing this thing. Right. Yeah. Or, or, but it's good to say it. Because then I can acknowledge it. Tomorrow I go to the gym. I'll eat some fucking veggies. I'll, you know, get an early night. Yeah. I'll read a book. I'll go to, I'll do some things that are nice that make me feel good and positive. I'll get over it. And I'll sit in the sunshine for an hour, go for a hike. And I know I'll feel good by the end of the day. So, yeah. you know what I mean? 
and uh, we get caught up in that. We're, we're basically um, an entire global community of, of lies. We lie in small ways all the time. All oh, the time. yeah. And it's really unhealthy. Do you remember like one of your first like good lies that you were like... <sighs> yeah, I remember one that was sticks in my mind. That. Yeah. Is that um, I had a huge argument with my parents one day. <laughs> uh, every day. For the majority of my fucking... From about the age of seven onwards. Well, anyway, no. From the age of 11 onwards, it was very problematic. But I had a huge argument with my parents one day fucking like screaming match up in their fire and they're like and I'm like hey blah, blah, blah. and I storm off to the bathroom and there was this big long mirror on our bathroom wall it's about fucking six foot long or something well maybe not that long whatever that what, four foot three foot four, four and a four five foot and I just came in I slammed the door of the bathroom like, bang and the whole fucking mirror just went oh no 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 it didn't because of the door no otherwise they would have known it was the door because they're not idiots I went in, slammed the door, and I was in the bathroom going, ah, ah, like that, blah, 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 like really fucking wound up. And then I turned around and I punched the mirror. And it just went, I don't know what I expected to happen. But what happened was what science yeah. <laughs> would dictate, but which is it fucking movie. broke. Yeah. And it went, and I was like, Ugh! and I panicked. So I was really panicked. I was like, oh my God, this is bad i'm gonna get the shit kicked out of me or i'm gonna get thrown out how what's going on so i started crying i was had a lot of adrenaline anyway i was ready to cry so i started crying my eyes out and it came out and i was like oh my god i just fucking hit my head i put little bits of glass in the back of my hair and i was like oh i just hit my head and i was like and then she was like does it hurt i was like yeah it's really sore and like my mum and dad were like, and then my it diffused the situation my mum was like oh come on let's get the glass it's all right she goes you haven't cut it she goes but it's like it looks a bit swollen i was like oh yeah, yeah, it feels really. It was right on the fucking back, anyway. Yeah, and I think I, I got away with that. Yeah, mine's a similar situation. I like. I remember getting away with a lie, and I was like, "Nice." I like took a. <laughs> I took a bench out of our house and like put it in the driveway to like ollie over it on my skateboard, <laughs> and like my mom came out and was like, "Why? Why is this in the middle of the driveway?" And I I don't remember what I said, but I came up with some lie, and she was like, "Oh, okay." And I like got away with it. I was like, nice. Like, Fuck yeah, bitch. Pigs <laughs> then, don't owe me. Yeah. There was another time where I... 50-50 uh, on this bad boy next. I was no. pretty I was pretty hyped on this one. I, I uh, Do you have a list she, of your favorite lies? Oh, yeah. Got them all, all listed out. No, but I, I really didn't want to go to school one day. Mm-hmm. So, And I knew I didn't want to go the night before. So I went into the fridge, got like some apple cider, poured it in a bottle and like chewed up a bunch of our dinner and <laughs> spit it into the bottle. And then like... Made some fake throw up noise, locked the door in the morning and like poured the the fake throw up into the toilet so they could like hear it. And I like lured my mom to the door so that she would hear me fake throwing up and see it in the toilet. And she like came in and was like, Ugh, and like flushed the toilet and was like, you don't have to go to school. And I was like, that's actually brilliant. That's brilliant. You got props in there. You had yeah. stage performance, stagecraft. Yeah. You had to carry through the line. And a pretty good throw up noise. Too. Yeah. Let me hear it. Yeah. Sounds like a Pokemon fucking another Pokemon. It's weird. That's a weird yeah. sound. Yeah. Snorlax Everything getting electrocuted sound, the, a little bit. The voice work could, could do with some, some improving. But everything else was flawless. The execution, the style, the props. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um I also once lied to an ex boyfriend about being pregnant so he'd stay with me. But I mean that's <laughs> that's another story. That's not to hear nor there. Yeah. Um yeah grandparents man. so what was your first like wh- what was the first why are you into thing- me hey, hey, well, hey i want to know whoa, what's whoa, the first whoa. thing or person i want to know you saw die like because oh. I, I watched my dog die and then was that's like, a really very- good question actually can i just rewind a second where i got mildly perturbed that you were taking over the fucking interview and then you asked a better question than i've asked <laughs> so far so let me just counter counter that and just say that's a great question. Thank you, Henry. Question. Well, it's interesting that you asked me that, Henry. I've been thinking a lot about death lately in life <laughs> and what it means to be alive or to, to embrace death. And I remember the first time I saw a dead person. Um, actually, I think the first dead person I saw was my great auntie, Tio. When she died... How do you spell it? T-I-O? Um, yeah, but that wasn't her real name. So it was uh, Teodora would be her real name. Good name. Um but Tio is what they called her. And like Iku was like Florica. Her name became Iku for some reason. And uh, Gigi, who was Eugenia, was her real name. All uh, fucking cool. 
Yeah. Fucking, it sounds like a like a bring them back to life. No they way. sound like they Where's can party. Where's Gigi dude? and Tio and fucking yeah. Iku, man? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a Japanese fucking thrush metal band. Yeah, or like some <laughs> fucking Native Americans like to party. <laughs> That's it, bro. Just fucking. Well, my name is my name is Big Tico. Come from the mountainside. Some people who like to party on the oh, reservation. What? Like to party on the reservation. <laughs> Me and Tio and Iku and Gigi and Gigi. Gigi walks with wolves. That's pretty good. Maybe I have got. I don't know. I don't think I've got any Native American blood. In fact, I'm 100 percent certain I don't because I did 23 yeah, in me. You did it. But I have got, um, you know, Native blood inside of me. My Macedonian, my my marauding tribal people. You know, that's what we were, the Illyrians originally. Anyway, that's a trying to that's escape a, your whiteness. Um, a little bit because actually. In the same Without, way I'm like, I'm not rich. Not answering your great question, which I will get back to. Yeah. But actually, I'm not trying to escape my whiteness. I'm a white man and, I, and I, I'm grateful for some of the blessings that came with growing up. The things I just didn't have to deal with because I was white. However, I've never felt what the global community seems to stereotype. as like, a, oh, I'm like a white dude. I'm like a very straight vanilla, blah, 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 blah. And, oh, uptight. And, like, you know, I've lived like a rock star. I like that. And I you also got the rock star vibe. No, what I have is, is, but I have a very fucking European outlook on life. All of my friends growing up were very like from all different countries and different backgrounds. All my fucking friends as an adult, all from like France and Germany and Australia and Japan and blah 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 blah. blah. So it was like a global community vibe. So when I hung out with anyone, I didn't feel very. Why I felt very. Hey, hey, talks with their hands, eats hands with it, eats food, shares it out little drinks everywhere singing dancing hoppa you know like that was what i felt like yeah and that's why i am and um and create a community that allowed me to flourish like that so when i get there and i've experienced it so much in america america everything's about race yeah so when i get get the you know ever get like remotely tarred with the white boy brush i'm like first of all i'm a fucking immigrant in this country secondly I'm European to fuck. Like, I'm, there's so much going on with me right. and my outlook. Am I white? Do I get those privileges? 100%. But do I also have different problems that most white people in America don't experience? Absolutely. Do I connect with people of different races and cultures in a way more um, forthcoming sense because I've met so many different cultures from around the world? That's it. I'm a global guy. Absolutely. Is that true of fucking Steve in Ohio? No. You know what I mean? Steve wouldn't be friends with Lawrence Fishburne. Steve hates it. <laughs> Um, so I mean, he might be, he probably would if he could. So the, um, yeah, I, um, I think the first dead body I saw was my uncle, uh, my auntie Tio. And it was in Greek Orthodox, in Romanian Greek Orthodox church, right? You, um, just Greek Orthodox and not Romanian Greek Orthodox. There's Romanian Orthodox as well. In the Orthodox church in that part of the world, what it's, what they do is they, the body is laid in the house on a table yeah, for people to like, well, in a coffin, but for people to come and you have to sit with it for a few days, like for two days or something. Days? Yeah. I mean, like they, they, they embalm the body. They do some stuff. Right. Yeah. But, but then you sit still. by it for like, you have to sit, people from the family have to stay by her like overnight and then people come and see the body there and then, and then you go to the church and the body is literally laid out on a giant marble in the middle yeah, yeah. in a big church and I've you will go up and you go up and you, kiss either her hands or her forehead it was I think I kissed her hand she had her little hands crossed and I kissed her hand because I was a bit weirded out by it's weird or did I kiss her forehead I know because it's just a body it's a vessel it's done right but also I get it it's religion you know that's their thing and I went up and I kissed her and I remember how fucking cold she was yeah she was so cold it's crazy and I also it felt really fucking weird it didn't feel like kissing my Great auntie, who I've been playing with. Yeah, and it's not even cold like this. It's like cold, like it's it's like like sucking you in, yeah. like the void. Yeah, like it was very weird, man. But then I've seen lots of other bodies since then. Lots yeah. of other dead bodies. Seen a couple more Romanian aunties for a start. I saw um I saw a guy die in front of me. I had a guy die in front of me uh, when I was arrested in New York, and I was handcuffed to a chair in a hospital. I was assaulted in a bar. Okay, and I. Uh, the, yeah, because I was very. I thought you were getting arrested, and they're like, "That guy's dying. No. Don't worry about it." A guy, a guy <laughs> groped a girl that I was out on a night out with in a bar. Yeah, I girls. think you've told me this. Story. I said, "Leave them fuck alone. What are you gonna do? I'll yeah. fucking stop you." He disappears, comes back twenty minutes later, taps me on the shoulder, punches me in the face. 
I open his head up. Police arrive, arrest me. He gets, they find out afterwards he's already up for a charge of assault and aggravated assault in a bar. Anyway, whatever. The, the judicial system is fucked. The, the, I, well, it, actually, the judicial system wasn't fucked. They released me with no decline to prosecute, etc. And they asked me to press charge against him. But it was like, it was like done. But it took 24 hours in a police cell. In a, in, in, actually, in the jail, were, counter court jail. I was in the didn't jail. help that you were an immigrant too. Didn't right? help that. Yeah. I didn't have my state ID card right. yet. Yeah, that's right. But all of this shit still, you know, it's still bullshit. Anyway, when I was taken to the hospital, because I was like, I have injuries. I'm a fake victim of a crime and I have injuries and I need to go and have a medical checkup. They're like, oh, take me to the hospital. And I think I told you that I was on mushrooms right that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So taking a lot of mushrooms. So I was high. I, I came up really high in the ambulance on the way to the, uh, to the hospital. I get out of the car, of the back of the, the van. I got my hands handcuffed behind my back. I realized I got two mushroom caps in my little drug pocket on my jeans. Yeah, yeah. So I squeezed that out with my fingertip. I managed to pull it out as I'm getting out of the ambulance. I step out and push my finger in, pull it out. He's getting my bag out. He's not looking at me, the cop. And I pull it out and I scrunch up in my hands behind. And as we start walking towards the hospital, accident, emergency, sliding doors, I flick it away. The little baggie has gone. I'm free and clear. And there's a homeless guy wrapped in blankets and cardboard. And he sees me and he looks me right in the eyes and he just slowly nods up and down as if to say you just made both our nights so much fucking better dude and they take me in i get x-rayed and then they handcuff me to a chair and i'm upset i'm distraught i'm worried i'm gonna go to prison because some guy decided to fucking sucker punch me and i'd stood up for myself and i'm petrified i don't trust the american police i don't trust the american judicial system none of it so i'm like really distraught and then there's like loads of commotion all these nurses running doctors blah 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 blah, blah. they clear some area they pull these curtains back and they roll this other homeless guy not the one from outside another homeless guy gets rolled in and they're going blah 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 blah, and they hook him up to the machine you can hear him like his heartbeats all over the fucking shot he's unconscious they're trying to do stuff they're trying to like clear his airways whatever and then you can just hear the beep like that and they're like okay boom boom they start CPR or whatever and then, you know, they've got the thing over his mouth, squeezing that, and they're pumping his chest. And then they do the v- clear. Poof, yeah. and they do that a few times. And then they just go. Oh, and everyone looks really dejected and really sad. And I'm sat, honestly, eight feet away. I'm like sitting in this chair that's facing this one little cubicle area where there's like 12 people around this body that is now dead. 12 people, six, seven people. And I'm just staring at his fucking dirty feet. And I see his heart, his chest go goosh every time they do it. And he's just gone. And then they're like, okay, call it. And they're like, pull a sheet up. And I'm just staring at this dead guy. And then they all fucked off. <laughs> and and it took like another 15 minutes until someone came up to yeah. clear away the body and stuff, you know. But, but I'm just going, there's a dead guy on the other side of that curtain now. Yeah. They didn't pull curtains around or anything like that. They just, because of course not, it was an emergency. They had to get him in and get stuck in. Right. But I'm just there like, Oh my god! And the cop, the cop actually came over and was like, "He's like, that's a bit unfortunate." <laughs> he's like, "Sorry, I had to see that." Yeah, he's like, he goes, he goes, "I don't think you're a bad guy," and I believe what you said is what happened. You know, he said, "But," <laughs> he said, "That was pretty tight." Huh? He was like, <laughs> "Yeah," he was like, "No," he was like, "He's just like," he was like, "You shouldn't have been fine. You need to be punished for that." But that was a little over the top for punishment. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to crack jokes and stuff, but like, it's not coming out. Yeah. So that was that was another body. That was the, probably the last dead body. But I saw dead bodies in India when we were driving through India. Lots of dead bodies That's on the side I of the road. My, one one of my dead bodies was uh, I was in Nepal shooting a film, okay. and um, they were doing like public cremations where they just burn the body and then sweep the ashes into the river. Okay, nice, nice. So I was like looking at that from afar and you can and like, bathe in that water yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> and i had my camera and i you know could zoom in and stuff which is like you're not technically supposed are you to logan paul is this what you're revealing to me now are you logan paul <laughs> do you me. go to suicide forest and film some I'm dead logan. body and then be like no we were like dude, watch the video dude check it out he's not even moving he's exactly missing a leg was, yeah um no but it was cre- it was pretty creepy to see someone just get fucking burned up on the side of the river oh they did the funeral the the, the fire like the pyre yeah, service it's public yeah pyres they they burn them and, and they, they push them out into the and yeah. push it out no into no, the- no it's 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 like was this on the ganges 
the big the famous sort of sure yeah okay yeah probably Gandhi. um but yeah they so they have like the little pyre just cement on the side of the river and then they they burn them and just sweep the ashes in it's not like they not like a viking funeral where they, oh wow okay 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 yeah. different yeah and how's the um how long did you watch that shit for did you watch them go from Probably like, like 30 minutes? There was a lot of other <laughs> shit to see in that area. It was like lots of... But you watched the stuff. body go like literally be a body on a bunch of sticks and yeah. then get set on fire. Yeah. And, and then, then, they then, like cover, then they cover it up with a bunch of wood and stuff. But yeah. Ah, so you don't see him actually like... I mean, you see like they, they like stoke it and move limbs around and shit. Yeah. It's pretty creepy. Isn't it funny? Because we associate the physical form with life. Yeah. But that's not really what the essence of life is. Yeah. But then when that essence of life is gone, it's like, it's like, it's like, but you know what it's like? You almost it's, cherish it more dude, than. It's like getting a big gulp at Disneyland and you walk around with it like, oh, yeah, this is my big gulp. It's got all the juicy in it. And I love it. The juicy at Disneyland. The fucking baby bit. And then you get to the end of the day and you go, they go, oh, you can take your, your novelty mug with you if you like. I can take my big gulp. I love it. And then the car on the way home. <laughs> And then you get home and you, you feel sick and you can't fucking sit down for two hours because you're full of sugar. And then you wash that fucker up and you put it in the club, in the cu- cu- cupboard. But then every now and then you look at it and you pull it out and you go like, this is not full of the thing it's designed to be full of. It's 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 lost its purpose. Yeah. But you still can't just throw that away because it's not like a normal fucking plastic red cup. It's a it's Disneyland. It's a Disneyland mug. You know? It was full of slurps. <laughs> All right, delicious juice. And it's like reminds you of that time when your kid, you know, fucking got on their first road coaster and shit their pants. You don't <laughs> want to forget that moment. Do you know what I'm saying, though? That was a long metaphor. And I've I don't never been to any... Disneyland, so. Oh, bro. You get what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, no, totally. Definitely a little bit of that. And I think we have that about the mortal coil bit. We're like, well, this is. He's gone. This person's gone. But then this thing is still here to remind us of them. We want to honor it. My my cousin was actually like, she said, because I wanted to video call again with my, my gran a couple of days ago. She said she's really losing all her powers now. Like, like right. her vision's really gone. You know, everything's shutting down, basically. And I was like, can I video with her so I can just, you know? And she was like, I just don't think you want to see her how she is right now. And I know what she's talking about because I saw my granddad like that. Right, just, yeah. you know, bodies get like instantly... Over like 24 hours, they go from... They're thin anyway, old people, generally. Yeah, my grandpa was in hospice when he went. Oh, dude, so you see it. They go to like that, skin, yeah. like literally a skeleton with a bit of skin strapped over it. Yeah. And everything's shutting down. The eyes are all blind and the fucking lips are all dried out and stuff. And you're just like, okay, this person... This is not my grand anymore. This really is just a... <gasps> there's barely anything in there. Yeah. That's hard though, isn't it? That's hard to see. Out. And, I, and I was like, okay, well, I said, I don't mind seeing her like that i mean i think that's part of the process of living and dying yeah but i don't want to make her feel uncomfortable if she doesn't want to be seen like that and she wouldn't have wanted to be really she wanted me to remember how i saw her last time i went into hospital to see her you know a couple of weeks ago yeah and that was you know playing with the the pussy and fighting crime (laughs) (laughs) my my aunt got pissed at me one time because we were just fucking around with my grandma or like putting snapchat filters on her face because she thought they were hilarious she had been dead for three days right. and you were like <laughs> in the funeral home <laughs> look at her look at her with a she's baby she's alive again she's, she's got <laughs> bunny ears <laughs> uh, but no she, yeah so we were like doing that and then my my aunt was like we want to preserve her image how dare you put a bunny face on her and I was like preserve her image yeah. she's still alive right yeah she's still alive <laughs> What, what 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 do you mean preserve her? Image? She was like, she just thought it was disrespectful, and I'm like, we're fucking having fun. She's she laughing asleep? her ass. No, she was laughing her ass off. She was laughing with us. She thought it was funny. My aunt was just. It sounds like your aunt's weird. a dick. She's a little. She's a little crazy. Do you like your family? Love them. Yeah. You do. Yeah. I do. There's there's. Do you like them though? Yeah. See, I love my family very much. I don't necessarily like a lot about some of them. Yeah, I lo- I love my family. We're all pretty. Well done, you. No, sorry. Whenever I meet someone from a well-adjusted family background, right. I have to just make it clear that I'm incredibly jealous. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, no, I know. I already think that about myself. Well, rock and roll saved your life. You had rock and roll. I had 
loving parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's saying my liver. Yeah, anyway. Right. But it did, anyway, this sort of, I guess to get into it a bit more, it, it, it's, it's, it's put like a small, every time someone old passes away, it's upsetting. Someone that I loved, someone I care about, someone I still love. Yeah. But I've been removed from it. I haven't seen that person for a while, whatever. Because exactly. I just saw and you know, it was so like visceral and tangible and like my dad's going through a lot of shit right now. And like that all coupled together, it's a lot. Yeah. It's hard being the other side of the world from your family. Did you cry when you, you heard? Um, no, I haven't cried yet. I think I will. Yeah. But I think I'm going to like, this is what happened last time. If this is what happened the last time two people that I cared, people that I cared about died, I sort of fine, fine, fine. And then uh, whilst having a conversation with a family member or talking to someone or sharing some memories about that person, suddenly out of nowhere, it's like, oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, because I'm finally my, some in some way, the mental capacity is kicking in to understand that you no longer have that opportunity with right. that person. It's yeah. gone. Right. They're gone. Yeah. And um, I remember when my friend Louise, this girl died. I didn't cry at all. And she died from ketamine accident or overdose. She drowned in the bath. She had like red wine and ketamine and got knocked unconscious and, you know, by taking too much and fell asleep in the bath, drowned. And I didn't cry at all. I was distraught, but I didn't cry. I just did lots more ketamine for about a week. And then we had a service for her. And I was fine at the service. And we did the whole service. And we all did speeches. And it was great. And then we went to our mum and dad's house. And then there was about 200 people in this people's house. We're all sharing stories. We're all crying. Like, everyone's crying and having a good you know, but having a good time. Having a wake. They're crying. They're laughing. They're sharing stories. All her artwork. She was an artist. So all of her... Her parents pulled all of her sketchbooks and all her artwork, everything, because she was about to do her final piece at college. And they brought him all out and laid it everywhere. And we were all just like looking at her art and talking about it. It was great. It was lovely. It was really yeah. good. But I w- still wasn't crying, still wasn't there. And then her mum started talking to us. She, th- she said a few words. And it's like her mum was a minute or two minutes into it. And just hearing her mum talk about the love she felt. And how it made her feel loved to see all these people who adored her daughter and stuff and their support. And and it just fucking out of nowhere. I was just like, oh, oh, oh my God. And I had to just politely walk out quietly at the back. And I went to the bottom of a garden and I crawled through a hedge they had. They're quite wealthy people. I crawled through their big topiary and went into the back and I just went, ah, it all fucking came out big, big. You know, it's big cries when you cry yeah, so yeah, hard yeah. that you like, your snot, you collapse, your snot yeah. and your spit joins together like a yeah. bungee cord of misery. And then you collapse and then you fucking got it and I got it all out. And then like I heard people meandering around so I was like obviously this talk, you know, her mum had finished giving a little little thank you speech and her mum came out and and then her mum must have seen me walk out the back or something because she like, like, Jeff, you in there? She like climbed, you in she, the hedge? Yeah, she sort of climbed through the hedge. The hedge well, it was like underneath the branches of two of these toberry trees, you know, so... And she came out the back. She came right at the back and she was like, and she just came up and gave me a big hug and it was great. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny is like you end up, you end up finding that emotional moment when you see the way that they affected someone else. Because I was at my grandpa's funeral. I didn't cry or anything. But mm-hmm. when I initially found out and my mom was like explaining it to me over the phone, I, I definitely cried because I felt like I was reacting to because well, you were to blame because you strangled him <laughs> yeah exactly you felt partly responsible <laughs> yeah i felt like okay i'm sorry i did this to you mom yeah. uh no but i felt like i was re- that was her reacting dad as well. to it yeah it was her dad so hearing I feel a kid like, talk about their parents yeah, dying you know yeah that's what really does it yeah like, well that's why i want to talk to my dad i haven't talked to him yet but only on text and i really want to have a chat with him that'd be nice then but life cry. it also reminds you to live more you know, there's something about um, near-death experiences and seeing other people die that pushes you in different routes of life. Yeah. Have you ever had a serious illness or like a serious accident or anything? No, I mean, I. everyone thought I was dead my freshman year of college because <laughs> I fell off a roof. <laughs> How high was the roof? That's a near-death experience. It was a it was a first-story roof, but I, I jumped off the second-story roof onto the neighbor's first-story roof. And then fell off the first story roof. So it's like, boom. What, you, still, what kind of injuries? You, 
sustain. Nothing. I was good. Shut just it. fucking bounce straight up, bro. Dude, Parkour, I was dude. I was hammered, so I kind of oh, I kind of rag I ragdolled over a fence, and like everyone was like, "He's dead. Let's go!" <laughs> like everyone thought I was dead. Okay, crack another beer, dude. Oh, yeah, my friend dressed as the the ghost of Henry Drayton for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but uh, that's never probably, near death. Mm, no, not really. But then seeing others die. Did that have a, a like you know watching you like you saw two granddads pass? Did you get any kind of? Oh yeah, I've got to do stuff. I got to go out and do stuff. I got to go out and make things happen. I got to build relationships. I got to mm, do things. No, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely feel that every day though. I love that you were like, no, no, no desire to be around people. <laughs> no, fuck people, bro. I had my heart stop at best of all. I talk about it loads on the podcast. Well, skip it. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the people. You're right. But the thing is, but the, I've never talked about what that almost death, that that Did almost death pushed life. me. Well, it pushed me into a even more of a, you got to live every day like it's your last. I think that's a young person's near death experience. Pushes you into, got to just get out there and just live it. Take those drugs, jump off that bridge, yeah. do the bungee jump, learn a new language. Fuck that chick without a condom. You got to do what you got to do because you know what you got to do. You got to one day level, you gotta live your life. But then if you... um. As a 35-year-old man, now experiencing death in a very personal way, as a grown adult, now I'm like, so many things I want to do. You're and just see. doing math. You're like, 35 I'm like, how can I get Henry's grandma 30. to send me some of that sweet crack so I can get this life started? <laughs> no, I'm like looking at it going, okay, you know, there, there are people in my life that I want to have better relationships with. Yeah. My parents, for one. And it really, by... By taking down that 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 uh, generational gap by yeah. one, one generation, one generation gone. is just gone now. They're gone, and that's a bit of history and a bit of our. You know, they're, they're gone, and there'll be thousands after them. Unless we, you know, was she the last? Is she a leech? She's a leech. Yeah, she was the last leech of that generation. Um, she got some. You got some. Well, actually, great she answer. was a speedy. She was a speedy. Like my granddad. Wait, I don't know what that is. That's her surname. Was a spe- She was oh, okay. Laura Speedy. She was born. I thought that was a job title. No, no, she was speedy. <laughs> she she ninety five, but ninety seven, but she can move. You thought your grand was good on the tennis court. You should have seen my grand on the racetrack. Man. I. That's literally. I thought it was like a. She was a racehorse announcer or something. She was, she was a speedy. She was a speedy. Yeah. <laughs> what you thought? I was like some kind of Cockney slang. Yeah. But, it was like the, well, the guys. You're like, and we're gonna find Oh, look, blushing bride is coming through now. Yeah. The back, like, pushing past, you know. pushing past Black Obsidian. There we go. And it's going, oh, my granddad's cock is coming on the outside and comes through. And it's what? And it's the time one between my granddad's cock and my grandmother's vagina. And we go head to head, head to head. The cock is going from the vagina to the vagina. Second, and it's funny. And it's gone to my granddad's cock. Has taken it. He's taken it. He's taken it. And he's given it. And he's given it. And it's out. And it's in. And it's out. And it's in again. And there's come everywhere on that racetrack. Thank you very much for joining us. This is the BBC. That would be great. It's, that would be great. That would be lovely. That would be amazing. I would just love it. If I could be a guy. As a racehorse now, sir. Because I'm speedy like that. I'm just a speedy little bitch. And I feel so fast when I talk. I'm a such a fast talker. You're such a fast talker. I'm going to eat a taco. He loves a taste of tacos. A tasty tasty taco. Put a little picante. A little bit of Cholula. I'm gonna wrap it up in Santa Barita. I use a Cholula as a sunscreen. I use Factor 30 on my nosey. I snort uh, Pepto-Bismol. Bro, you broke the rhythm, dude. I'm sorry. Bro, you broke the rhythm. It's because I have to pee really bad. Oh, really? Can we pause it? Nope. Six and a half more minutes. Okay. I'll six hold minutes. It. Hold, hold it for it. six minutes. Hold it. <laughs> I'll hold it. I'll you can go pee and it. then come back. But I just, I mean, like, there's six minutes left of the podcast. I'll hold it. I hold. You sure? You I good? do. I good. You sure yeah. you're okay to hold it? You gotta pee, Mikey. Remember you the goonies? To, you need to just. <laughs> Mikey, you gotta pee. I'll pee in this cup. Oh, you fuck. Dude. Have you seen those Instant Karma videos? Yeah. That was Instant Karma. By mocking you with this liquid beverage i've just covered myself yeah you're trying to fortunately it's just water and this is my gym kit and i don't give a fuck so fuck you you were trying to draw my eyes down to your perfectly manscaped balls and that brings us to (laughs) fuck you karma you won't get me today
Not today, Karma. That could be a really good fucking, a good character, a comical character for like an Adult Swim and then, um, series. Not today, Karma. And then he meets a stripper named Karma. <laughs> yeah, and that becomes his sidekick. Yeah. She's always like, we should suck some dick today. Not today, Karma. Oh my god, we should just suck some dick. I mean, right? Make some money. Not today, Karma. Karma and Jazz. His name's Jazz because he listens to jazz. That's but nice. he's really bad at playing jazz. He's got a saxophone and he pulls it out. That's a trumpet. That's a fucking trumpet and you know it. Pulls it out. Every time they solve a crime, got the bad guys in cuffs. Not today, Karma. Play for me, man. I'm doing trumpet too. <laughs> no, what's a sex sound like? It's like deep. It's I don't. How know. do we do a sex sound? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. How do we do a saxophone sound? Wait. Hmm. It's definitely a deeper <laughs> timbre. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> it's still a bit trumpety. I'm doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but you can do that with a fucking cone over the end of yeah. the sax. Yeah. We're just jazzing it up. I've got so much water on my face right now. <laughs> you look great. Thanks, man. I feel like I'm popping a nip on the old video. I went to the gym, um, wore my little gym shirt, and then I wore went it to the, the gym. Didn't think about. It. Went to the gym, got some guns, went and then to the I gym just to pop a nip. Beat the shit out of a kid outside, just punch him in the face. I was I'm like, bro, that. if you're gonna be 12 years old and look at me like that, you're gonna get your face fucking smashed in, dude. Fuck you, bitch. Do you even lift? He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Why didn't you hit me, mommy? I was like, fuck her, man. She ain't going to take me down. I'm bigger than the two of you. I'll fuck you up. You got so any baby teeth? Mom and I broke her back, man, over my knee. And I made the 12-year-old carry her to the hospital. Fuck you, you little bitch. That's a strong 12-year-old, though. Dude, arms like fucking gorillas, dude. He lifted that woman over his head, man. I would have been respectful of him if he wasn't such a little Dude, that's fucking lit. I really wish I was like 300 pounds of muscle and I could talk like that to everyone. Fuck off. Yo, fuck you, dude. What are you going to do about it? Is that your hand on my girl? Is that your... (laughs) Don't touch my girl, man. Yo, yo, are you trying to hit on my girl right now? If you so much as lay a follicle on my girlfriend, I will fucking powerbomb your ass (laughs) like goddamn Dudley boys. Henry, I am so... Amused and direct right now. Only one, and it's incredible. <laughs> I can tell the camera can't, but <laughs> I know what it's I see. It's only got 10 times zoom on it. It can't really see it. Can, we, can, we, end quick, can we end quicker? <laughs> nope, we've got um, two and a half more minutes. I'm trying to see your penis. 57 minutes and 30 seconds. You've got two and a half minutes left. Um, why don't we tell us the people in the final minute, two yeah. minutes and a half? Uh-huh. Um, even though we've talked about death and life and love and family, it's been a great conversation, dude. I didn't really want to do a podcast today, I'm not going to lie. But I knew I had to do one to get one out. And I knew that with you, I could just talk about whatever the fuck I needed to talk about. And <laughs> I like, appreciate This guy that. is just an empty shell. I can tell you. No, you're a bright, verbose, eloquent man who I care about now and I'm building a friendship with. So Dude, I was, me, I was worn out today too because I was... I was just saying I nice was, shit about you and totally just stepped on it. I was counseling kids. You hear that, ladies? I was, uh, I was volunteering. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> What were you counseling them in? We were teaching them how to make music videos and stuff like and that. Show me on the dough where where your music teacher touched me, <laughs> little Timmy. Well, he touched me on my nose and on my knees. And then he grabbed my ears and he went, you're a pretty little baby boy. And he licked my forehead. And then he put his fingers in my hair and he said, oh, you're like candy floss. And he sniffed my armpit and then he ran into the woods and he jerked off. And he said, I'm going to call your name when I'm finished. I'd like to dye your hair purple, Timmy. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Imagine someone being abused by an adult. But it's this is a, a, a comedy sketch that will never happen. Yeah, there's nothing this quite is, sexual about it except for it's the It's never sexual. Licking. Yeah, it's yeah. what he died. That we remove that. Yeah. But you do a sketch where it's like, just let me know. Just tell me what happened to you. And then he took me out. He gave me financial advice on how I should manage my my security funds. He told me that high risk investment was important, but I don't know what that is. And then he was very angry. He said that I should always speak to people with, you know, with love in my heart. And I was like, "What I do?" And he said, "Well, I apologize." Then, then he drew me a picture of a bee. And we made sock puppets. And we made sock puppets. It's just like, but this was a stranger, so he yeah. shouldn't have been doing any of this shit with this kid. I like the but grabbing it's like, it's all super right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, thank you for telling me nice things. Okay, you've got 30 seconds. When we're not talking about death, love, and I'm not telling you nice things that you tread on, mm-hmm. you're busy out there making incredible rap videos. Yes. Wonderful. I mean, like the music, again, like you're, you, you, you collaborate a lot with Hovey Benjamin. The two of you are very good friends. You live together. Yes. No. Oh, I think you're homies, roomies as well. No. But you're like really good friends. You do a lot of stuff together. So you made a huge amount of his successful, like his biggest videos actually, and directed them and shot them, etc. Edited them. But you also have your own music. Yeah. And it's High Def, H-I-D-E-F, The Chef. If you Google that or put it into YouTube, it will come up with all the Henry stuff. Yeah. Um, high Def underscore The underscore Chef yep. on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. And um, we're going to be doing sketches together. Yes. We just finished writing some. We wrote one. We wrote one. Felt nice. I said some to make it sound like we've done more work. Well, yeah. We're, we're but you're right. There. I'm trying to be more honest. We've written one sketch. But we've also written a pitch for the TV series. Yeah. And we got some. We got a four or five groups of characters. Some and we're going to shoot those. We're going to put it up. Yeah. And it's going to be great. And I'm excited about it, man. Can't wait. And then we're going to become millionaires. That's the ultimate goal. And then we can grow old and take crack like grandmama. I want to make a million dollars until the stuff becomes not funny. <laughs> <laughs> that happens often before the million dollars arrives with a lot of people. Or you can make millions and millions and millions. And then after you've made tens of millions, then suddenly overnight you become unfunny. And everyone's yeah. like, what happened to Dane Cook? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me. Sorry, Mr. Dane. Mr. Henry Jerryton. Bye-bye. Bye.